Welcome to the Blessed Journey. My name is Adam Barillet. Join me as we venture back down the path into nature to discover her magic. Let's learn from the animals, heal with the plants, and feel the crystals. When the moon becomes full, let us gaze up to the stars and find our answers in the darkness. There are so many secrets that Mother Nature has for us. Let's go and find them together. Hello, you're listening to The Blessed Journey with Adam Barillet, and congratulations! You've made it through the first month of 2022. And here we are, about to start a new month. Only 11 more months left of the year. Only 11 more months till Christmas. No, I shouldn't start trying to panic you at this early stage, should I? But today, with us about to turn over into a new year, we're going to be definitely looking at the February forecast. And so what we can expect from the heavens, what energies are going to be kind of showering us down on our planet. And then, of course, we know that Mother Earth loves us. And so we can always lean into her gifts and her crystals and her essential oils. So I'm going to talk about what's happening with the sun, the moon and the planets today. And then we're going to look at the crystals and the oils that will go with each of them as we go along as well. So without further ado, let's dive in and look at the moon. So we start our lunar cycle exactly on the start of the month. We actually have a new moon on the 1st of February. Now this new moon is in Aquarius. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while now, you'll know that each moon, and depending on which sign it is in, has a different flavor. Now, this new moon is in Aquarius. Now, when you think of the Aquarian energy, I want you to think of making this world a better place. The Aquarian nature is to want to create a utopia where everything is perfect and to keep on thinking outside the square and kind of keep revolutionizing things. And so this has been a, it's a really interesting new moon that we've got this because we've also just had Mercury in retrograde in Aquarius. And last month, you may recall me talking about this being a really great time for us to contemplate how we can make the world a better place. So Aquarius for me, I often call the sign of the light worker, one who brings hope, joy, positivity, faith love to the planet instead of like causing stress and worry and causing division in any way. So with the new moons, this is a great time, not necessarily to do any magical workings, but more to be contemplative. So to sit outside, out in the darkness, and kind of ask yourself, as we get into February, and especially here in the Southern Hemisphere, here in Australia, especially January, is kind of a throwaway month because a lot of people were on their summer holidays and a lot gets done, productivity goes down, but February, the kids are going back to school, people's going back to work, we're like, right, let's get going. And so there's actually a lot of astrological energy this month that kind of supports that as well. So what we want to do on the 1st of February, we want to sit outside on that night and kind of like, okay, so how can I make a difference this year in my community and by thinking outside the square? What what can I do differently? How do I revolutionize? You may have been thinking about this, this kind of New Year's revolu- revolution, um, revelation, no, resolution, <laughs> resolution. Um, you know, we make them and it's very traditional to do that in January. But when we've been kind of relaxing in the first month of the year, we may now want to kind of go, okay, what am I going to do? 
a crystal that's really beautiful to lean into on this new moon. And this doesn't matter, you know, this applies to the northern and the southern hemisphere, wherever you may be, is a stone called Nebula Stone. So this is a new stone that's been found in the Americas, and it's quite unusual. It's actually made up of four different minerals. So it's quartz, um, anthenoclase, rubeckiite, and azurine. Um, and where it's given the name of nebula stone is it kind of has its black with these green um, eyes that kind of are interdispersed around this black background, or it's kind of a, green, a dark, 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 blacky green background. Um, it's really nice when it's touched or when it's rubbed and kind of just massaged or worn. Um, it's very comforting and it generates this feeling of familiarity. Obviously, nebula stone, these they look like nebulas in the sky. If you know what a nebula is, you know, in space. And so a lot of people often feel that they're not from Earth or they don't feel at home on Earth or they just don't feel like they fit in in that way. And what happens is nebula stone helps you to feel more at home on Earth. It makes you feel more mentally alert um, and a bit more able, physically strong, uh, comfortable with your body and spiritually attuned to you know what's happening in the world. So you just feel a bit more with it. Um, this is a really great crystal for also expanding our awareness and our horizons. So it really fits well with that Aquarian kind of energy. Um, and assist you, it can assist you with past life recall if you want to do any of that type of thing around the new moon. Um, and re-remembering why your soul incarnated into this lifetime. Why you're here on planet Earth and what you're here to do. It can assist you um, with um, bringing love into your life and solving any past love injuries that stop you from experiencing love to that full extent today. Um, and it can really help you to bring out your full spiritual skills, such as enhancing your intuition, your psychic abilities, um, and your ability to be a healer, and releasing all that rubbish from your body. Also even used for toxin relief as well. So you can see why this is going to be a really great one for Aquarius of feeling comfortable and getting rid of the shine, getting rid of all the shackles that hold you back. The essential oil that I've kind of allocated to lean into around this new moon in Aquarius is black spruce. Now, first of all, black spruce, again, like nebula stone, has this very comforting energy. Its Latin name is Picea Mariana. And so that's actually a reference, a reference, I can't speak today, a reference to Mother Mary. And, you know, when I first started working with black spruce, the mantra that would echo through my mind don't know if you can hear those ravens going in the background, um, is the universe has my back. The universe has my back. And she's so supportive. Very good. I, you know, when I find that I'm overexerting myself, when I've exhausted myself, even through the adrenal fatigue, she's a great one to have in the diffuser, to rub on the soles of your feet at night, and even anoint over the adrenals. I love her for that. Um, and so she brings in the support to help you feel more comfortable. But then... She has this very opening, the conifers are about strength, about getting through the winters of our lives, the challenging times of our life, and thriving. If we were to jump in a little plane and fly over a forest of black spruce trees, because the branches all go out in different directions, they almost look like stars above. So in that little plane, if we're flying at night, we'd have a field of stars below us in the black spruce forest, and they'd be mirroring the field of stars above us in the actual stars in the sky. So what I find with black spruce is that also helps to awaken, sometimes, and I may not be using this word exactly right, but it's a Japanese word called yugen. And it's kind of this sense of wonderment, especially about the natural world. And just like, wow, 
you know, what do I think of when I think of black spruce? I think of that sensation when you actually stop and look at the stars and go, wow, this universe is amazing. You know, it puts everything into perspective. So you can see why leaning into these two would be really, really beautiful at this time with this Aquarian energy. So what I recommend, if you can on the 1st of February, if you can't even a night or, or day around that time, sit outside, take a cup of tea, sip on your cup of tea, hold your nebula stone in one hand. And if you don't have nebula stone, you know, tectite could be good or cymoline, also known as black merlinite or other substitutes, or any other black crystal would suffice as well. Inhale your black spruce, breathe that in, just be reminded of that wonder in the world, but also that wonder in yourself and how do I think outside the square and how do I really contribute in that way? That's kind of the contemplation where we want to focus with in the new moon. Now, a couple of weeks later, as we get to the 16th of February, we get to the full moon. The full moon is in the opposing sign of Aquarius. So whereas Aquarius is very much about being in the mind, the opposing sign is Leo, which is being in action. But Leo actually governs a really interesting aspect of life. And although Leo is renowned for, you know, kind of being the center of attention, the, the aspect of life that Leo governs is often ignored. It's leisure, pleasure, and play. Traditionally, Leo governs children. And so it's about allowing that childlike part of us to stay in our lives and to really relish and celebrate that all of the time. Um, you know, when we get into this, um, you know, as we get older, we can get quite serious in that way. And if we're not finding time for pleasure and leisure, then we're not enjoying our lives. And this is a time to actually make a resolution as we go into a new year. Yes, we're making goals on we want to achieve this and we want to do this with our career and we want to do this with our community. But how are you going to enjoy it? And how are you going to just have some time to be silly? to have a giggle, to have a laugh, to entertain that inner child of your own. And so the full moon is a really great time to actually make a pact with the universe of, okay, I'm actually drawing a line in the sand and I'm not working past five o'clock or past seven o'clock, or I'm not working on a Sunday. Sunday is my recreation day where I'm just going to spend time with those I love and those that I enjoy their company. And I'm really going to make, enjoy that. When we think about the symbol for Leo, it's of course the lion a very powerful animal known as the king of the jungle, the king of the savannah. Why is it so powerful? Well, it'll go out and it does what it needs to do, defends its territory, catches its prey. But when the work is done, we relax, we enjoy, we replenish. Because as we know, all work and no play makes us very dull, but can also exhaust us and allow us to fall out of track. So, Actually, having some recreational time is part of your spiritual journey. Knowing what you enjoy, knowing what brings you happiness and what brings you joy and what brings you fulfillment is really important. So what I'd suggest on the full moon in Leo is, again, now we go outside and this is where we commune with the universe and go, right, universe, this is my intention. I'm not working ever again on Sundays. I'm doing this or whatever that pact may be. Because Leo is a fire sign, what I'd recommend is grab a candle. Any candle, but orange is a really great one for this time. It's, you know, or a solar color, or gold might be really nice as well. And hold that candle. And as you sit under the full moon and you send that intention out and you ask the universe to support you in this new decision, you send that intention into the candle. Now, for each 
day between the full moon and then the dark moon, the final day of this lunar cycle, you burn that candle for a little bit of time each day. And even if you take a couple of minutes to sit down and listen to a really nice song or do something pleasurable, but reconnect with that intention. It's all very good and well on a full moon to go, right, this is what I want. But then if we go on to our regular life, we forget about it. And by just kind of getting into this habit of focusing on, right, how am I going with bringing more pleasure, leisure and play into my life? Was I getting too serious? What do I need to change? And that candle will help to release that energy that was sent into the universe and sent into that candle on the full moon, which is obviously a very powerful time for birthing new intentions. What gifts from nature can we lean into at this time? Well, the crystal that I've chosen is actually blue topaz. So topaz has come in a range of colors from oranges and pinks through to clear and then blue. And then basically the oranges, which are often referred to as imperial topaz, they have a connection to the sun and then the blue topazes have a connection to the moon. So you have your sunstone and your moonstone, your kind of basic sun and crystal, the sun, sun and moon crystals. If we were to go up a energetic octave, and I've just made that term up, you then have imperial topaz is an octave above sunstone and blue topaz is an octave above moonstone. So Leo has that regal kind of energy about it, that very much, I deserve this. And yes, those that have deserved the best, get the best. And blue topaz it has that type of regal energy, but it also helps us to align with the full moon to, to have the confidence that we have the power to manifest what we want. Everyone, you know, there's lots of information of you can have whatever you want, but do you believe that you deserve it? And do you believe that you have the ability to bring it into your life, the power to bring it into your life? You may go, oh yeah, I can have whatever I want, but my boss won't let me, my partner won't let me, my family won't let me, society won't let me, I don't have enough money for that. Butopo is like, nah, I have the worthiness and the skills to bring about what I want. Watch me. And so it's a really nice one to lean in with that Leo confidence and to just kind of bring a bit more luxury and enjoyment into your life. The essential oil I've chosen to go with the full moon in Leo is yellow mandarin. So why I love yellow mandarin is mandarin essential oils are gifted from the mandarin fruit, from the rind. It's cold pressed. There are three different essential oils that come from the same fruit, depending on how ripe it is. The first one is green mandarin, which is from the unripe fruit. We have yellow mandarin, which we're going to talk about now which is from the semi-ripe fruit. And once the fruit is fully ripe, we get red mandarin. And the aromas are slightly different and their energies are slightly different as well. Now, although citrus oils are often associated with the sun and being solar, the mandarins also have a bit of a lunar energy because of this cyclical nature. So green mandarin is often associated, you know, it's like a, a new lunar cycle. Green mandarin, it's got its whole life ahead of it, full of potentiality. What will I become? Contemplation. Then we come, as we go around the lunar cycle, we get to the fullness of the full moon, but that's only halfway through the lunar cycle. So that's your yellow mandarin. And then as we come down to the end of the lunar cycle, down to the dark moon, where we gather our wisdom and let go of what we no longer need, that's a red mandarin. It's fully it's got to the, the, its full fruition, its full realization. So l jumping back now to that yellow mandarin, yellow mandarin has that solar energy and Leo is ruled by the sun, but also that lunar energy of the full moon. Do you see how they all tie in really beautifully together? So what does yellow mandarin oil help with? 
The, well, the mandarin oils have still that playful, joyous energy, so work beautifully with the full moon, especially the full moon in Leo. And what I love about yellow mandarin is it's really good for counteracting excess adulting. So what do I mean by that? Adulting is, well, we, when we get to adulthood, we're like, right, I've got to be serious. I've got to do adult things. I've got to get this done. I've got to do this done. Stop, I, stop being silly. I can't have fun. You know, and there's no time for that leisure, pleasure, and play. And yellow mandarin comes in and goes, no, because how we know that we are in alignment with what we're here to do is we're enjoying it. So you're getting to this really furrow-browed, serious, like, I must get things done. I must tick boxes. Then why are you doing that? Is it fun? Is it giving you fulfillment? And if it's not, then you've actually run way off track. And that's where Yellow Mandarin will help to beckon you back in. So this is a great one to diffuse, especially in the mornings, but also throughout the day and at night, because when we inhale citruses, it actually lifts our mood. It helps us to feel more uplifted, more joyous, more happy. But if you've got doTERRA's yellow mandarin, I love popping a drop into my water. I love it in sparkling water especially, and it's really flavorsome, and that's going to give you support. You know, it supports your liver, it supports your immune system, our digestion, a whole range of different things as well. And on that energetic level, you're bringing that in. So that's what we can expect from the moon in, in this lunar cycle for February. The first is a new moon in Aquarius, where we're focusing on how you can make a difference in the community by thinking outside the box with nebula stone and black spruce. And then we celebrate the full moon, grab your candle, sit outside with your blue topaz, get your yellow mandarin out there. You may even want to anoint your yellow mandarin over the candle as well. And that's that full moon in Leo on the 16th of Feb. So that's the action of the moon. So what's the sun doing? Well, the sun is in a prominent position for all of us, regardless of which hemisphere we may be in right now. So we know that the sun has four major points. It has the summer and the uh, winter solstices, when the earth is tilted one way or the other, and we're having long days or short days based on which side the earth you're on. And then we have the equinoxes, when the sun is over the equator, or the tilt is quite equal. Now, in between that, we have what are called the cross-quarter festivals. So these are halfway between a solstice and an equinox. And um, these are also being celebrated by pagans for thousands of years as a different way of honouring what's happening. So these will vary, as we know, because the seasons are different in the southern hemisphere and northern hemisphere. So first of all, let's have a look at what's happening in the, sub uh, yeah, in the southern hemisphere. So the, the Lunasad and... Imolk, which we'll talk about for Northern Hemisphere in a minute, are traditionally celebrated on the 1st of February. However, I don't honour the traditional date for the reason being is the Gregorian calendar is not totally in sync with the rotation of the sun or of the Earth journey around the sun. And that's why we have to throw in a leap year occasionally. So what you'll find is the summer solstice winter solstice or spring equinox autumn equinox and thus these cross quarter festivals that are in between as well they alter by a, a, just a couple of days either way and they'll diff they'll be different each year this year the lunar side for us and Imolk for the northern hemisphere is on the 3rd of february now traditionally it's the three days leading up so this will be the 31st of january 1st 2nd and 3rd are the main days to celebrate this energy so what is Lunasad about? Lunasad, which is also known as Lam Lamas, 
Um, Honor this is the midpoint between the summer solstice and the autumn equinox. Um, the festival's name is actually based on one of the most prominent um, gods in Irish mythology, Lu. Now, he was a warrior, he was a king, he was a master, a craftsman, and had this saviour kind of archetype as well. He is associated with skill and mastery in multiple disciplines, especially including the arts as well. So this is a time when we mark the turning of the wheel and we start to prepare for the departure from the warm summer months. But it's a time to take some time to relax and to reflect on your achievements and the good times that are abound right now. So this is, again, really ties in beautifully with this full moon in Leo for us in the Southern Hemisphere. So it's a really great time of like, you know, it's a bit of a harvest time of what, what can we harvest in this time. So this is a really great time to experiment with your creativity. Um, you might want to write a poem or a card for someone. Um, take some time to dance around by yourself, um, especially around the full moon. You know, this February is a really great time for creativity. In fact, Lunasad is where we focus on the sacral chakra. Why? Sacral chakra is about pleasure and it's about creativity and it's really about just enjoying the fruits of our labor again so lunar side is similar to that leo energy of enjoying what we've achieved not getting in this kind of routine of setting goals achieving them setting another goal achieving them and just like ticking boxes in your life enjoying the achievements that you actually do and so you know we lean into orange crystals here you know orange tourmaline would probably be my favorite here but anything carnelian amber sunstone imperial topaz orange aragonite peach selenite fire agate fire opal ibis jasper sunset aura quartz copper luxolonite peach moonstone bustamite all really really good yeah um you can also lean into you know sacral chakra essential oil so here we're looking at things such as um Caraway, cassia, cinnamon bark, clementine, grapefruit, kumquat, neroli, red mandarin, some savory, sweet gum, tangerine, wild orange, and vanilla. Would all be really, really great right now as well. Um, this is a great time in the Southern Hemisphere because we're focusing on enjoying our harvest to also find ways to share your harvest with those who are less fortunate. So this is a really great time if you've had some extra money come in recently. Donate to a charity that supports a passion, or better still, if you can, actually go and volunteer at a soup kitchen or an animal refuge or, or somewhere where you can actually give back your, your energy as well. It's also a time to take responsibility for our past actions as well as humanity's actions. This kind of ties in with this new moon in Aquarius as well. So you can see how there's a lot of alignment this month. It should be a really cruisy month, hopefully. Um, so, you know, you can do things such as grabbing a rubbish bag and collecting some trash that's been left behind on the peach, beach or park. Or, you know, how can you fix up mistakes that have been made in the past? Um, this is a good time to look at your crystals. And this is crystals that you're kind of like, I don't really use them anymore. I reckon someone else will get more use out of them. Maybe giving them to someone. Um, and your essential oils. If there's, Go through your essential oil collection and go, okay, uh, you know, I don't think you should crystals we maybe don't need every crystal because there's so many but i believe that there's a use for every essential oil so maybe go through and look at um okay what essential oils um am i not using how can i start using them on a weekly basis and if you're really really stuck on one shoot me a message and i'll i'm more than happy to help you out with that um you know if you're interested in le learning about the sacral chakra as well Next week, I'm doing a lesson as part of my chakra course that's happening over this year on the sacral chakra. We'll be going through how to real find balance to this. So if you're interested in that, 
check out the show notes or just drop me a line and I can definitely hook you up and get you involved in that as well. Um, this is a really nice time to build a crystal grid um, with Snowflake Obsidian and Morganite because these two crystals are about fair distribution. So this is about looking at what's come in, enjoying our harvest, but also making sure that everyone benefits from it as well. Um, traditional lunar side essential oils, basil, rosemary, rose, cinnamon, fennel, and patchouli. It's a great time to have a bit of a celebratory meal with some friends. Um, you know, traditional foods are locally farmed uh, or produced foods, but also corn, breads, popcorn, barley soup, berries, apples, and beer. Um, blackberry pies are also baked to commemorate Lunasad because this is the death or the weakening of the sun because, you know, there's a sun god that's kind of weakening at this time. And so blackberries um, and blackberry pies. That's funny. I just randomly had blackberries for, in my breakfast this morning. Um, so that can be great. And it's also, if, you, if legally you can, if there's not a fire ban in your area, have a bonfire and get people together. And remember, Lou was that artist and that storyteller, poet and musician. So it's a great time to celebrate the arts, get people together, share stories, recite favourite poems or original poems, sing if you're musicians around your, in your group, have a bit of a jam or a sing-along or alternatively go to a gallery or a performance or, or go support local artists. And throughout the pandemic, artists have really struggled because we haven't been able to go and see them on stage performing. So if you can do that, again, share your harvest and help help lift up other people. And that's really in the essence of Lunaside. So I love that. Um, the main crystal I've chosen is orange tourmaline. But any of your orange crystals are going to be great for tourmaline. The oil I think is best fit for Lunasan is cinnamon bark. It's traditionally used, it's traditionally associated around Lunasan. It also works really well with the sacral chakra. So cinnamon bark is an oil that is, um, because it's a bark oil, it's about our boundaries and our own armoring and how we protect ourselves. It makes sure, being a warming oil, that we have enough warmth in our lives, that we're not... Our, our armor isn't too thick and we're cold and removed, but also make sure that our armor isn't too weak and then we end up, end up getting taken advantage of as well. It's really interesting. Therapeutically, cinnamon bark essential oil is used to balance out our blood sugar levels. So it balances out the sweetness within us. It also helps to balance out the sweetness outside of us to make sure that there is some sweetness and joy in our lives, but not too much that we get taken advantage of, that we're not too sweet and innocent in that way. So you can see how it fits perfectly with this lunar sign and what we've been talking about at this time. So with cinnamon bark, I love doTERRA cinnamon bark. I'll pop a drop of that in sparkling water. Um, and it's really, really, you know, it's a really interesting, unique flavor. I adore it for that. Um, or it, you can have a couple of drops in a veggie cap or of course in a diffuser is great as well. Right, that's all for the Southern Hemisphere lunar side. Let's jump over to Imolk which is going to be happening exactly the same time in the Northern Hemisphere. So Imolk marks a midpoint between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. Around Imolk, we start to see the first signs of spring and new life. So baby animals appear from their nests and their burrows, just as the first spring flowers start to blossom. After the cold months of winter, we start to welcome these lengthening days and slightly warming sun. You're just getting the first signs of it, Tony. So this is a time when we emerge from our introspection and ponderings over the past few months and kind of focusing on the crown chakra. And we start to go, okay, how do I start to birth new plans to life? 
So what kind of things can we do around MOC? Well, one thing that I love to do is I love to, in an east-facing window, if you have one, if not, just pick a window that works for you, I pop a little tea light candle and I'll put all my solar crystals. So I'm looking at things like sunstone, imperial topaz, amber, rutile, heliodore, bumblebee stone, and golden dambyrite. And I'll pop them either with a golden, yeah, tea light candle or a golden candle and just light that each morning as a bit of a welcoming the sun and the warmth and that new energy into your, into your space. It's also a great time to start getting a bit more active. If you stop going to the gym, maybe restart that membership up again. You know, practicing some yoga sun salutations at sunrise, or taking a walk each day and looking at all the new flowers coming out, and even committing to learn the flowers' names and spiritual properties each day. You know, just find one new flower each day. All this kind of getting that new life back in. It's kind of get the get the cold engine up and running again as well. Um. What you can also do is you can grab some seeds of, of you know, your favorite flower, maybe a sunflower or any, anything actually, um, and hold them in your projective hand. So the hand that you write and, and sit there and program or send your desires of what you'd like to br- bring in for the coming year. And then plant them in a little pot, um, put some quartz points around them to help empower them and maybe some other crystals that kind of resonate with that goal as well. And then nurture the, the seeds growth over the next few months. What I love, this is one of my favorite spiritual activities to do. Not only is it really powerful that you know you, you put something within the seed and as that plant grows, it kind of spreads your intention out into the universe, but it also offers a spiritual lesson. Because if you plant your seeds around Imok and then you forget to water them and they die, what is that telling you about your intentions that you set? So this can be a really quite powerful thing to do. So give give that a shot. Um, obviously as well, it, it's still cold in many parts of the Northern Hemisphere. And it's still that winter. So it's been long and hard for the animals as well. And I often, you know, people sometimes have an opposition to feeding the wildlife. And I definitely don't encourage you to do anything that's going to be detrimental to them. But... We've taken a lot of habitat away from animals and their lives are probably harder than it was 50 to 100 to 200 years ago. So I will always like to do a little bit to how I can support them. So I just scatter some seed around my yard and this will help, you know, the the birds and the other wildlife um, that are having a bit of a grim time finding sustenance as well. Plus, it brings that new life onto your property and into your space as well. The chakra I like to focus on when it's in bulk is the third eye chakra. So what happens is we've been focusing on, you know, our spiritual, our mission and what we're meant to be doing, aligning with our crown chakra, balancing our crown chakra, um, and really kind of connecting with that in those colder months because we become more introspective in that time. And so then what we want to do is we start bringing that down from knowing what our spiritual mission is, is to the third eye chakra, which is about understanding how we apply our spirituality to the practical world. How does it actually work? It's very good to know that we're meant to be a healer, but what are we actually going to do to be a healer? We use our intuition and our intellect to understand that. So this is where we lean into our dark blue crystals. So this is ones that, um, you know, we're looking at things like lapis lazuli, blue sodalite, demortirite, blue sapphire, labradorite, blue amber, tanzanora quartz, third eye agate, blue petersite, shatterkite, eyelite, Rainbow Moonstone are all really great ones as well. 
essential oils that resonate with the third eye chakra, basil, uh, blue tansy, dill, fennel, juniper berry, peppermint, rosalina, the sandalwood, spearmint, star anise, uh, yarrow, and the Japanese peppermint, which I introduced you to a couple of weeks ago as well. Around this time, it's really great to have a celebratory meal. So the traditional foods that, of course, we first would want to lean into is what is you know, growing where you live. And that's going to vary for all of us wherever we are in the world and wherever you are in the Northern Hemisphere. But then, you know, some of the traditional foods tend to be things that are either dairy, because imolk actually translates roughly to mean ewes milk or sheep's milk, because the, the first lambs are being born around this time. So any dairy food as well as spicy food, because the spicy food is obviously getting that energy back into our body, kind of warming us up in one way or another. So think about curries, chilies, capsicums, onions, shallots, leeks, garlics, chives, dill and lemon myrtle are all very fitting um, at this time. Spice wines and dishes containing raisins, um, because both represent the sun, um, are also customary around Imolk as well. So the crystals that you work with, any of the crystals that are listed with, I've chosen blue tourmaline. I think it's a really, you know, a dark blue tourmaline for that balance of that third eye chakra. Um, and the essential oil that is really great at this time. You know, I think a basil is really great for helping us to get really quite focused on what we want to um, kind of achieve right now. So those, that's what's happening with the sun and the moon. We're going to take a short break and then we're going to just have a little bit of a check-in with what we can expect from the planets and what's happening in the planets this month as well. You're listening to The Blessed Journey with Adam Barrowland. You're listening to The Blessed Journey with Adam Barrowlay. This is a February 2022 forecast of what's happening in the heavens over the next month and what we can lean into and how we can take advantage and thrive with these energies in the month, especially using our favorite crystals and our essential oils. Before the break, we're looking at the action of the moon and the sun. Now we're going to look at the planets. Now, the good thing is that really... All our major, most influential planets, apart from Mercury going direct on the 4th of February, no one else is changing direction. So it should be pretty smooth sailing. But there are three things I do want to explore. The first one is Mercury going direct. And we did explore that. We've explored that a couple of times over the last month. But we know that when a planet goes direct, whatever we've been contemplating and dealing with, now it's time to put those lessons into action. So on the 4th, when Mercury goes into that direct action, it's coming. It's in that sign of Capricorn. It's about, okay, I've been thinking about how do I make this world a better place? How do I do that with my job? Now we start making some job changes. Now we might change our approach, change, um, you know, start looking at a different job, changing how much emphasis we give on our job or what we do, all those different types of things. So the crystal that I've recommended to really help us because remember that a retrograde is experienced mainly at two times, when a planet goes in to retrograde and when it comes out. So expect around those first few days of February to really have that those retrograde issues, communication breakdowns, um, feel people being a little bit snarky, um, running late for things accidentally, phones and laptops malfunctioning, all those little things but also that contemplative nature of like, okay, what do I want to do with my work? That's all going to kind of come to a head in the first few days of February. 
Using blue fluorite. Why I love blue fluorite is first of all, it's a throat chakra oil. So it's going to help us with our communication. It really helps you to get your communication in order. And why it does that is it's blue and it grows in squares. And any crystal that grows in squares or cubes is designed to help um, get things in order. The bonus is any crystal that's squares or cubes, called a cubic crystal, is helps us to build on the success that we've already had. And that's what we always want to be doing. Yes, we want to kind of, um, you know, keep on evolving and changing things and transforming. But, you know, if the wheel ain't broken, it doesn't need to be fixed. So then we just kind of build on that. How do we improve on that? And Blue Fluorite will really help you to do that. So you don't necessarily, unless you're really called to, have to just totally change your career. How can you build on what you've already established? And Blue Fluorite will help you with that as well. The essential oil I've chosen to support you during Mercury Retrograde is um, you've got Arborvitae. Now, Arborvitae is one that I've supported you, or I always recommend for every single Mercury Retrograde because when the craziness is happening around you, Arborvitae, which is this big, tall cypress tree, which is um, native to North America. The oil is so thick and no pest bug it. So it stops people bugging you, getting swept into the, the craziness of a Mercury retrograde. Why I'm also recommending it around this direct is not only will it help you with the craziness, but these trees grow great and tall towards the heavens. And they help you to stop getting distracted so that you can grow towards the heavens or grow towards your heavenly mission or your life purpose or your life mission and fulfill that in whatever way. So Arborvitae is going to be really beautiful to kind of keep you on track as we get into the action of the year. How you can use Arborvitae is I love to diffuse it in the afternoon. I love to diffuse big conifer trees in the afternoon. They help to relax you. But you can also ground yourself in the morning by either anointing it on the soles of your feet or pop, I know a lot of people that like to pop a drop in their belly button. It's that kind of real grounding and protective energy. It's also a great one to mix with a bit of a carrier oil or cream, such as fractionated coconut oil, about three drops, and massage that into the soles of your feet at night. It has some really immune-supportive um, properties to it as well. So that's Mercury going direct in um, on the 4th. Then on the 9th, we have Sedna going direct. Now, what is, Sedna is was the goddess of the sea and marine animals in Inuit mythology. Um, and she's also known as the mother of the sea and the mistress of the sea. Now, she suffered the wrath of her husband and was thrown into the icy waters. Now, there is an asteroid with her name um, that resides in the icy depths of our solar system, right out with Neptune and Pluto and that type of thing. Um, she's actually three times further from the sun than Pluto, but still within our um, our sun's orbit. So Icy Red Sedna is an asteroid that empowers the weak and depleted to take a stand. Sedna reminds you that we've all been victimized or discriminated against based on our race, our gender, our sexuality, our religion, or just simply our life choices in one way or another. And when she got, went retrograde um, at last year, we may have started to feel a bit more like a victim, suppressed, downtrodden, and vulnerable in, in one way or another, in life in general, at work, in a relationship, whatever that may be. And during that retrograde period, what happens is it's a time to embrace those aspects of yourself that feel weaker and inferior and honor and love those parts because your vulnerability is a blessing because it enables you to empathize with others 
who are also suffering and allows you to see that you're not alone. It also allows you to realize that only you can only truly oppress yourself. Only you can allow yourself to feel that way. People can behave and things can be, you know, forced upon you in one way or another, but it's up to you how you feel about that. So, with Sedna being in retrograde, we acknowledge that we are worthy of love and respect, and we have every right to expect and even demand that others treat us well. And hopefully, maybe you've been thinking about this, and as she goes direct on the 9th, it's then time for us to take action and get the respect you deserve. If you need support during this time, um, you know, hemimorphite is a really great crystal. Hemimorphite, um, it has a watery connection to it. It's a light blue one, so it's about communication. And I often call it a crystal of confession. It allows us to say what we need to say. And sometimes when we're feeling disempowered or weak, we, we struggle to say it. And sometimes just saying it gets the ball rolling and gets things actually happening. And so this can be a really nice one to lean into to start making those changes and get that respect. Essential oils, either white fur. White fur is a really great oil for doing a bit of generational healing. And, you know, if you find that you've kind of, you know, for, for generations there's been discrimination or you, you people have been disrespected or you've learnt to be quiet because your mother was like that or something like that, white fur can give us the strength to overcome that and to go, nope, hold on, I'm not going to stand for that anymore. The other oil you could lean into is that Japanese peppermint that I've been talking about a lot recently. Japanese peppermint is, I nickname it paradigm mint. It helps to change the way we look at the world, the way we approach the world and the way we live our lives and the way we approach our lives. And so that's a, it's got that icy cold energy, which really resonates with Sedna in that respect. But it's also really great for, um, you know, helping us to look at, okay, how can I do things differently in that way? The final little asteroid that is changing direction and going direct is a little personal favorite of mine. This is happening on the 24th of February, and it's Antonos. So Antonos was a stunningly beautiful young man. He was talented and ambitious, and he caught the eye of the Roman emperor um, Hadrian, and eventually became his lover. Now, Antonos actually died in unusual circumstances, and subsequently became defined as a god. So the asteroid has been allocated to that name, or carrying Antonos's name, is thus considered to be a gay asteroid and supports those who are gay or homosexual. Now, during his retrograde, now that would have happened, he went into retrograde in uh, late 2021, um, people that are gay may feel a little out of sorts or a little bit awkward, um, but straight people also may even have been questioning their sexuality a little bit over the last few months. So there's no need to act in, while this planet's in retrograde or this asteroid's in retrograde throughout February as well, on these thoughts or feelings currently, just take time to meditate them and, and contemplate them. Remember that uncomfortable feelings and thoughts are a sign from the soul that something isn't right and that something simply needs your attention to grow. And then, when we find it goes direct on the 24th, this is going to be a time when you, you know, if you're gay, you may, you know, things may start to feel a bit more in flow for you you may feel a bit more kind of um balanced um and those that are straight you know the questioning may go away or if there is something that you realize you need to act on conversations that need to be had then definitely lean into that as well so a great crystal that i love during antonis retrograde and thus antonis going direct around when we're going to really feel it around the 24th of february is stitch tight 
Stitchite is a violet crystal, and as we know, violet crystals are associated with the crown chakra and spirituality. Stitchite plays this really special role, and it's not necessarily just about connecting with your own spirituality and your own beauty and your own who you truly are, your core essence, but it's about sharing that with the world and sharing your gifts. Now, it's interesting when we look back through a lot of ancient civilizations and civilizations and cultures of the past, homosexual people had a special role to play in society. They may not have been the warriors um, or they may not have done certain tasks that we would associate maybe with straight men, especially. Um, and Antonos is slightly more gay man than lesbian influenced. Um, there's an asteroid called Sappho, S-A-P-P-H-O, if you're interested in lesbian um, energy. But, you know, Antonos can have an effect on gay men and women as well. But, you know, we had, there's different roles to be played and Stitchite helps you to realise what that role is in, um, you know, in your society and has been in societies in the past and that type of thing as well. There's a term that um, some of the First Nations people in North America use for gay people called two-spirited. And it's believed that they actually have two souls within them, a masculine and a feminine. And I love this, you know, this this idea of balance and, and gay people have been, you know, throughout civilization have been used for um, very spiritual and inspirational and kind of uplifting aspects and kind of offering guidance and support to the rest of the community. And you can see how that still plays out today um, in a whole range of different ways. And Stitchite allows us to find out who we truly are and how we can use those gifts in the world. An essential oil that's really great is Hyacinth. Now, Hyacinth was actually a lover of Apollo, um, and when he got killed um, by Zephyrus, the West Wind, who was jealous, um, Apollo turned him into the Hyacinth flower. Now, you can actually get a, an absolute from the Hyacinth flower, which has this real kind of energy of up, um, kind of this um, coming of age, of letting go of where you've been restricted or where you've been innocent, and, and embracing your sexuality and embracing who you truly are. Now, hyacinth can be a bit of a hard essential oil to get. So other oils such as osmanthus would be really great, or even an ilang-ilang would be really great as well. So that this um, direct action happening on the 24th of Feb probably won't be so impactful for a large majority of the community, but I just wanted to, you know, I, it has a special place in my heart, and so I just wanted to share that aspect and might help you in one way or another as well. And I'll do some posting on that throughout my other social media throughout the month around that time happening as well. So in summary, if we kind of go through the, if you want to kind of write down your, your, your prominent dates and what you want to do, if we go in order, on the 1st of February, we've got that new moon in Aquarius and we want to lean in with our nebula stone and our black spruce. We then have on the third, either Lunasad, where we're leaning into orange tourmaline and our cinnamon. Or if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, it is Imolk, and you lean into your dark blue tourmalines and your basil. On the fourth, Mercury is going direct, so get your blue fluorite and your arborvitae out. We then have on the ninth, we've got Sedna going direct, so that's when you get out the hemimorphite and the white fir or the Japanese peppermint. We then have the 16th, the full moon in Leo, blue topaz and yellow mandarin and at the end of the month we have antonus going direct so get your stitch diet and your hyacinth out now 
Overall, what I've found, if you look at the overall theme of this month, and you may have even picked this up yourself, it's about getting into action. It's about stepping up, being who you truly are, and actually making your life count, making sure that you contribute something. We felt very disempowered for a couple of years with the pandemic and we're lost and there's not a lot of certainty, but there is a lot of things supporting you right now in this month to go, right, I'm going to make 2022 count. What I've been talking to a lot of people about in in those that I mentor in, in starting their own businesses and my own business and so on is our plan for 2022 is to make plans. And those plans may have to change and they may have to pivot as different things happen with the pandemic. But we are not willing to spend another year waiting to see what happens because we'll get to December and we would have pissed away a whole year. So astrologically this month, that's really supported. And I'd really encourage you to do the same. Think about all the things that I've talked about. Follow me on my other social medias. Check out the podcast each month, of each week, of course. Get all this guidance, pull all this in, rein all this in and make some plans. And if those plans have to change, that's okay. But if you don't have a plan, you'll just end up floundering and 2022 will be a waste of a year. So I hope that's been helpful. I hope you've enjoyed that. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. And if you'd like to see some visuals of the crystals and what they look like, I've also done a version of this on my YouTube channel as well. So you can check that out where I show off some of the crystals. But thank you very much for hanging out with me. And may you have an amazing 2022 February. And next week we'll dive in and we'll do the new moon readings for the month ahead. Thank you so much for joining me on the Blessed Journey today. I hope what we've explored has helped to ignite a light within you so that you may shine a little bit brighter out in the world. Feel free to subscribe so you get notified of future episodes and I love receiving your five-star reviews and reading your comments. Until the next episode, check me out on social media. Go to adambarillet.com. Find me under Adam Barillet at YouTube and Instagram, as well as Crystal Connections with Adam Barillet on Facebook. I look forward to joining you again soon. Blessed be.